Well, hello, Texans. It's time to reminisce about the draft a little bit. Not so much the X's and O's part of it and what these players can and cannot do, but how we felt at the time. Feelings, they're not that important, are they? But it's sports, and we get emotional about things, and we get emotional on draft night. The opening night of the draft, as we did our Texans radio coverage from Miller Outdoor Theater was awesome. We have a stage on the side of the building you know, you see a lot of that bowl footage, and many of you were in there. Some of you were not. You saw the footage or pictures from that. You saw some footage that I put out on at Texans Voice at Twitter and Instagram about how we reacted to the C.J. Stroud pick and also to the moving up in the draft to the number three selection to nab Will Anderson Jr. That was awesome stuff. All right, let's take you there right now. During the show, and I've got other things coming up this podcast, including but not limited to Case Keenum talking about the way things have changed here, which is really awesome stuff because he was last year in 2014. And I know there's a full pod on wherever you're getting this one now on that on the Tuesday, May 2nd, Texans All Access show. But just a choice cut or two from Case coming up a little bit later. But let's go to draft night. There we were. And we were wondering if they were going to take a quarterback. I, honest to goodness, did not know if they were going to take a quarterback or not with the number two pick. I really wondered. I really thought they were going to take somebody like Will Anderson Jr. And then at 12, maybe take a receiver. And then we'd be sweating it out for the rest of the night. And maybe they move back into the first round late to take Hendon Hooker or somebody like that. But they didn't do that. They took C.J. Stroud, number two, and it's awesome. And it was a really gigantic feeling for all of us when it happened. So let's listen into that moment. From trusted reporters. That it's going to be C.J. Stroud. Love it. What do we think, Get people? our Love quarterback <laughs> that can play now. I've been saying it. And by the way, if C.J. Stroud is the pick, then the four of us are going to sit here and celebrate week 18 against the Indianapolis Colts to win up in Indianapolis because yes. we've got our guy that is going to go to battle. I love the fact that C.J. Stroud will be this team's quarterback. Absolutely love it. Right? I love it. I love it. You get a guy that has played against big-time competition. He went toe-to-toe with the Georgia Bulldogs in the uh, college football playoff, uh, had his team in a position to win. He can make every single throw. Uh, he's got size. He's got you know the ability to move around. I like everything about C.J. Stroud, and so here we go. So what about that S2 cognitive test or Listen, whatever? Who cares, right? If he can play the position, that's what counts, and he played it at a very high level. I heard the guy that put the S2 together. He talked about that. He said, look, the scores out there. Don't buy into that. He said there was one player. Now, he didn't say who it was. He took it at 1130 at night. He had been working out all day. He had to work out the next morning. He was tired, he was cranky, he hadn't eaten anything, and he just took it to get it over with. Yeah. And so you sometimes have to factor that in. And by the way, every single team, all 32 teams have got their own test, their cognition test. I'm sure, Dre, you, you probably took one way back in the Man, day. Man, the for hell with that test. Nobody <laughs> right. Here, here's what I'll tell you about the test. If you're worried about the test as an organization and that's your, your selling point, then right. you don't have the right coaches in place mm-hmm. to coach individual players. You, if you have, you have the right players, you don't worry about a test like that. With the second pick coaches. in the 2023 NFL Draft, the Houston Texans select C.J. Stroud. Quarterback, Ohio State. Outstanding. Yes. Listen to the and roar. A roar at Miller Outdoor Theater. Listen to the that. bowl at the selection of C.J. Stroud as the Texans quarterback. Number two pick in the draft. Here we 
go. Come sling it, Seven. This dude, Mark, you know I told you back in May, I said my comp for C.J. Stroud was Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow's got the cool and all that, but his ball placement, his accuracy, what you want in a quarterback. Every quarterback, Dre, you know this, put the ball in that spot right there. Put it right there. He can do that. One of the great videos I saw this past summer of Stroud, he was back at the Elite 11 camp. And they asked him to do the throwing competition where they got to hit targets all over the place. And he blew it out of the water. He is just an innate, unbelievable thrower of the football. And, Dre, we get to watch that man throw the football. Yeah, I this can't wait to see him. Can't wait till he gets to town. I can't wait. Cannot wait. This Finally awesome. got our guy. And, hey, let's coach him up, get him on the field, and let's go. He walks on stage in Kansas City. Texans hat on. Fans on their feet. Yep. The Texans hat on, number two pick in the draft, Bryce Young one, C.J. Stroud two. They will meet in Charlotte this year. That is on the schedule, folks. And we don't have to face him twice a year. We don't have to face him twice a year. Yeah, but Indy does. Indy and does. Jacksonville and does. Tennessee does. And Tennessee does. And now it's time to rock. That game against Georgia, I know a lot of people brought that up. Look, he was great throughout his entire career. He was great throughout his entire career. No doubt. But that game against Georgia – Man, he, was, he made throws in that game. And now, now what we need, we need one of two things. One, we could use his Ohio State Buckeye teammate, JSN, a little bit later. Okay. We could also use a little Marvin Harrison Jr. next year. But we'll talk about that <laughs> next year. Yeah. He next made year, throws no, I, What I like game. in the Georgia game is that not, not only the throws, but he showed people that he was mobile as well. Yep. He took off a few times. It, that was the only question mark about him. And but he is a pure pocket passer that can run not a guy that is you know he's an athlete but he's not going to take off and pull it around put it down and run around his deal is reading coverages and getting the ball out on time and that's dre why one of the other reasons i compared to joe because joe moves to throw he moves to throw now he can he moves he'll tuck it when he needs to cj will tuck it when he needs to but in this game the way that he moved around the pocket if you go to my twitter feed you'll see a video i did at jay harris football you'll check it out it's one of the plays against uh, against these Georgia Bulldogs. And the thing about Georgia that I love is you're going to see more of an NFL-style defense, not just the players, mm -hmm. but the scheme and things that they do because of Kirby Smart. And they had a month. They had a month to prepare for C.J. Stroud in that game, a month. And he put up 42 and probably should have put up 50. And I hate the fact that Ryan Day took the ball out of his hands late in the fourth quarter after he's had a long scramble. Let him keep throwing. He was dynamic that night. He did do that, didn't he? He went, he went off. I, you That's know, awesome. I mean, I just, I'm floored. I did not see this happening. We've been talking about this. Uh, we had kind of written it off in some sense. Okay, so I'm glad it all got back to this point. So much for Will Levis being number one. Will Levis being number two. We'll see if he's number three. Yeah, great marketing team, Will Levis. <laughs> but big time marketing. Stroud team. going second to the Texans. Look, this was oh. in play. Robert talked about it the last hour or so. It started to get more play. Obviously, it got a little attention last night. I think John Lopez talked about it today during yeah. In the Loop as well. And here he is, C.J. Stroud, a Houston Texan. All right, so there's the moment with the C.J. Stroud pick. Moments later, I think we threw it into a break right there, came out, and all of a sudden the Texans are on the clock again. And there are reports of a trade. Robert Hensley, our update trade specialist guy, Broke the news to us. Let's hear the Anderson reaction. There has been a trade. The Arizona Cardinals all week long have been talking to teams about moving back from number three. They need to add picks. The Texans have a lot of draft capital to move up 
and they are moving up from number 12 to number three, trading with the Arizona Cardinals, and they are selecting edge rusher Will Anderson out of Alabama. Yes! 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 <laughs> Holy moly. Outstanding. Wow! Nick did it. D'Amico and Nick hugging in the Texans' war room. What they have to give up to move from All 12 right, we'll to 3? I'll have that for is. you. But can we just celebrate? Yes, them? we yeah. can. <laughs> the Texans taking C.J. Stroud second and getting Will Anderson third. Rock and roll. That was a moment of exhilaration I will never forget. As far as draft as it happens, exhilaration by far the greatest ever. And it was pretty big at the time. I know how things didn't work out the way we all wanted to with the 2017 first-round selection after the Texans moved up. That was thrilling at the time. This was way more thrilling. You had back-to-back picks, numbers two and three. Are you kidding? We'll be talking about this for decades, not only because of how these players are going to do, whatever it turns out to be. Whatever it turns out to be, you're going to be talking about this for decades. You will always talk about the night, draft night 2023, when the Texans had the second pick and they moved into the third to select Will Anderson Jr. along with the quarterback C.J. Stroud at two. All right, I promise this. This is just a choice cut or two from the Case Keenum interview we did earlier this week. And things have changed in the building a lot. Some of us who work here all the time, you know, we noticed it, obviously. But to have that stark contrast that's, that Case has seen from being here at the end of the 2014 season to where he is now, which is back here, after spending time with several organizations, he had this to say about the Houston Texans' infrastructure and organization. It's an incredible time to to come into the Houston Texans organization uh, and where our leadership is committed to, you know, to, to moving forward, to getting better. I mean, truly, there are no holes barred here with the staff and what – the amount of technology they have here, um, the amount of staff who's here literally just to take care of us and help us get better every day uh, from nutrition to strength to sports performance to the, the technology side of that to the training room to the return to play. I mean, the kitchen here, the food, <laughs> yeah. since I was here before, yeah. oh, <laughs> my gosh. And I'm not talking about it like just like getting Whataburger, you know, that's, oh, this is great, you know, or Chick-fil-A. No, it <laughs> – it's really, really, really good for you, and it tastes awesome as well. They're they're killing it in the uh, in the cafeteria here. So, uh, from what we fuel our bodies with, man, it's it, the nutrition. Um, it is uh, it's incredible, and I've now been around the league and seen how a lot of other organizations do it, uh, and to see uh, what they've been able to do here, not just facilities wise, but uh, man, with the staff and and you know, I I, I feel like the McNairs have said, hey. Whatever it costs, let's go do it. You know, whoever we need to get here, let's let's get the best here. And they have, and it's it's shows. It really does. In three weeks that I've been here working. Case, one thing I'm always intrigued with, and, and you mentioned you kind of laid out the number of different places that you've been. In those different stops, how much have you been able to absorb maybe not what this offense ends up being, but kind of the base foundation of this offense? Have you been able at some point to be able to run this that you feel pretty comfortable and the verbiage, which obviously mm -hmm. can be different in a lot of places, trying to translate that to, okay, well, in Buffalo is this, but here it's going to be this. Have you kind of had a chance to kind of dabble in something like this before? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think there's there's different branches and trees and uh, roots of this system. Uh, 
I was kind of went all plant based there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but it makes sense. Yeah, I understand. The bark clearly. and the leaves. And, yes. Uh, yeah, we're gonna start <laughs> talking about all sorts of biology here. No, uh, no, I think I think I have been with the different different guys and different stems of this. That uh, uh, yeah, and and like I said. I think this this can grow to a lot of different places, and you see that with with uh, similar like offensive coordinators that have come from either the Shanahan or the Kubiak or Stefanski mm-hmm. or Gruden or you know whatever type of you know West Coast you want to call this offense. Um, you know they're all there's some similarities, and you and you can even see it on film, maybe footwork here or there, or how different plays are run, and they show up you know like this, but. Um, when you get down to it, uh, I think the, the identity is kind of brought out in the, the people in this building, not, you know, not that this is how we did it there. We're going to do it here. This right. is the 2023 Texans. Yep. And this is, you know, how Bobby Sloak sees it, how D'Amico sees it, you know, how that's uh, integrated into our offense with Gerard, Shane, Bill, with us as quarterbacks, receivers, tight ends and then building it into the 2023 yep. Texans offense, which, um, you know, it's been fun to, to learn so far. And, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see maybe like put on film from our practices now to, you know, maybe mid, mid-season and see how far and, and yep. where we've gone and what we, yep. what we like, what we don't, where we, where we went, where we didn't go. There's our buddy Case Keenum talking about the offense coached by Bobby Slowick, who I think is just a huge acquisition for this team. And obviously – I don't, I'm not going to sit here and say all eyes are on the offense, all eyes are on everything. But man, oh man, do they need to improve dramatically in offense and defense? Special teams, though, really good. Just maintain that kind of performance that you had last year. You're going to be just fine. It's going to be fun to see though what they do with the return game, Tank Dell and company. This is going to be really, really fun to watch. All right, that's going to do it for this mini podcast of Anderpod. As we heard some draft night reaction, a little bit of Keenum. We'll keep it going next week. We got another. Texans OGs podcast coming up and get all your Texans podcasts wherever you got this one. Have a great day. Go Texans.